You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Speculation. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday here, everyone. Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. Your home for Minnesota Sports Entertainment Therapy and Speculation here. Um, and I think this is just a good opportunity here for a few minutes to untangle some of the latest quarterback buzz and ruminations. We are the buzz factory here buzz at Scorn Arth. Buzz oh. factory. Uh, there's just a lot of things kind of floating out there, and the Vikings are kind of peripherally involved. And so we're going to dive into some of that, presented by our friends at Underdog Fantasy here. It's a great weekend oh, with the Masters I will happening be, to jump on Underdog. I will be placing pickums on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Plenty of great options with the Masters. But Marshall sent me this slip, fellas. Marshall, you said it's the first time playing underdog oh, fantasy. Look at this guy. Yeah. And he, and he, and he just plucks out a little $1,000 five item parlay with the Marlins wow. and twins. Great job from Marshall. If you want to be like our guy, Marshall here, taking over unders on, you know, Pablo Lopez, Byron Buxton, you got the Astros in town, et cetera. It's not just the masters weekend. You got twins, uh, pickums you can make as well. Plus some great fantasy drafts. Join with promo code score. S-K-O-R and Underdog Fantasy will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. It also helps us out, too, here at Score North. Uh, go download the Underdog Fantasy app, promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, for a $100 match, and show us those winning slips. Love it. Love it. So, okay, here's kind of what we know right now. We know sometime here, it was like late last week, Mike Florio went on Pro Football Talk and said, for a couple days at the NFL Combine, there was a ton of buzz and steam among people in the league that the Vikings and 49ers were at least having some discussions about a Cousins trade. Yep. Judd, you also heard Craig Carton, who's mostly just like a talking head that yeah. has an interesting checkered past, but not an insider. Not an insider, but has a ton of connections within like New York organizations because he's been one of the faces of New York media for the last basically 15 years. Mm -hmm. He's saying that the 49ers are going to pursue Aaron Rodgers if the Jets deal falls through. So I've never bought what John Lynch, John Lynch has to say what he's saying because the Niners can't appear desperate. Otherwise they're going to get raked over the coals and they might anyways. But John Lynch has to say, Hey, we love Brock Purdy. Successful surgery. He's going to be back at some point, even though he was a seventh round pick and now has a torn UCL that he's recovering from, right? Uh, he said that Brock Purdy is the guy when he comes back above Trey Lance. They've kind of buried Trey Lance and they brought in Sam Darnold as the veteran backup insurance. This is a Super Bowl ready car to be driven. And they've got a bunch of hodgepodge, sort of like a seventh round guy over here coming off elbow surgery a first-round pick that's barely played that they've lost faith in, 
and Sam Darnold are their options. Yep. So it doesn't surprise me that they are bluffing and they're kicking the tires on Rodgers over here. They're talking to Quasey about Kirk Cousins over there. Trey Lance may be available. So I guess how do you kind of untangle this mess as it pertains to the Vikings? So I think the Vikings are what would be probably considered in reality a bit player here because this is clearly all coming from San Francisco sources um, or folks who know that it, it's John Lynch who is basically going around, if not panicked, certainly inquiring. Um, oh, and, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. and my guess is their list is a very short one, probably, but I wouldn't be surprised if it starts with Kirk, Rogers a second, and that there is a that there is a vested interest if you are San Francisco in getting one of those two. Do I think that Kirk Cousins is going to be traded there, despite the fact that we've talked for months now about how it makes sense? No, I probably don't, because I don't think the Vikings are going to, unless the Vikings have a surefire plan for a starter in 2023, I don't think that they're going to give up Kirk. But I think what this is, is this is real steam that shows how San Francisco thinks and feels. And I guess the one thing that's just sort of being dismissed and lost, and, and you touched on it briefly, Phil, is Trey Lance. Like, nobody's saying we plan to play him. Like, what's yeah. the play? Like, are they going? I, I did see a report that he can be had for like a couple of third round picks now. But the issue there is like, okay, what's the plan for Trey Lance? Because in my opinion, he's coming from, yes, it's been tough, but the San Francisco 49ers are a solid organization with a good head coach and a good quarterback plan. So I don't think Trey Lance is is in terms of his mental makeup as a quarterback damaged goods. Mm-hmm. Now he's damaged. He got hurt. That's true. Um, but you know he's not the type of guy that you're going to release and say, "Well, that's a bust." He's not Christian Ponder. We don't even know yet what he is. So I think that's the one unknown is is Trey Lance going to be included in in a possible trade? Um, I wouldn't think he'd go to Green Bay with Jordan Love there now. In a Kirk Cousins trade, could he come here? Yes, most certainly he could. But I really think that this is driven by San Francisco's rightful desire to solve a problem now that has continued to be a problem for about three years. I mean, don't you think, and I don't know, I don't know how much to believe the the Craig Carton steam necessarily, but because it's, it's one thing if Schefter is saying it, it's nothing if Craig Carton's saying it. Yeah, All due respect, Craig Carton's super entertaining and whatever, but but it makes sense, right? It, I just can't see a world in which the 49ers, without exploring all other alternatives, enter the season with a giant shoulder shrug on a Super Bowl contending team. This is a franchise that has prided itself on being one of the most well-run, historically great franchises for 40 years. Going back, right? they have a, a legacy of Joe Montana to Bill Walsh. Steve Young, right? These 80s and 90s dynasties. And then they got competitive again with Jim Harbaugh and uh, Colin Kaepernick and everything. Like, I I don't think they're going to just punt away an opportunity to actually compete for a Super Bowl mm-hmm. by actually going forward with their current in-house options. And so the way you lay this out, like, just think logically for a second. What are their options if they are bluffing about their internal guys right now, which I think they are? Aaron Rodgers who's from the San Francisco area, right? He's from, from Northern California. Yep. Played at Cal. Be a great option. But his contract is a huge pain in the ass to try and fit into your infrastructure when you have all these other highly paid players. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. They could make it work if they needed to. But 
he's already like one fit in the, he's already publicly stated he wants to play for the New York Jets. Like it's already gone down that road. Right. So if not Aaron Rodgers, what are the other options? Pull Tom Brady out of retirement? Like I get that it's not going to happen next week, but it's kind of crazy how much sense it makes for all of this to go back to like a Kirk Cousins for Trey Lance type swap. And you can still draft Hendon Hooker in the second or third round if you want to and just put two young quarterbacks in there. But like if you're the Niners, just from the Niners perspective, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is probably your best, most realistic option, right? And Rodgers is, I think, would be exceptionally hard to get because my guess is much like with Brett Favre, the Green Bay Packers have no interest in trading Rodgers to a conference foe. The mm-hmm. question is, do the Vikings have an interest in trading Cousins to a conference foe? But with how Quazy thinks, I think they would. Yeah, like, he's traded with the Lions yeah. twice yeah, already. Exactly, and he just loves to. He, I, he made a deadline deal with an in-division opponent Correct. You know, at the trade deadline, which which speaks volumes to his not caring about the whole thing of you can't give an opponent an advantage potentially. But I do think the Packers would have a major problem with sending – Rodgers home in the conference. So that being said, yes, it comes back to Kirk Cousins makes the most sense. Again, do I think the Vikings are desperate to trade him? I don't. Do I think San Francisco is potentially desperate to acquire him? Quite possibly. And as we we talked about with Dukes too, because San Francisco got those five compensatory picks, they don't have a first round pick. I don't think uh, San Francisco has a second round pick, but they have a ton of draft capital. So Mm -hmm. if you could get Trey Lance, and let's say a third-round pick, okay, and you trade Cousins, or Trey Lance, a third-round pick, and a late-round pick. I, I don't know what the parameters of the deal exactly would be, um, but that being said, I think I think in Quazy's defense here, it's at least upon you to listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. it makes sense. You, this is the type of stuff where folks will say, there's no way this is going to happen. There's no, And you're probably right. It probably won't. But do I think it's discussed over a drink at the Combine among friends with mm-hmm. San Fran and Quasi's camp? Absolutely, I think it, it's d- discussed. And, you know, this also comes back to what I said in talking to Dukes is the one thing we all have to admit right now is we have no idea what the Vikings think of the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, very, they're very close to the vest. We we know they're going to say all the the right things about Kirk publicly, for instance, but their actions speak pretty loudly too, right? If if you believe some of the inciting and reporting here, that I mean, the Star Tribune is reporting Kirk Cousins offered to take less money than Daniel Jones on an annual basis of a market discount, if you will, mm-hmm. and the yeah. Vikings said, "Hey, thanks for the eight fourth quarter comebacks, and thanks for offering to take less money than some of these like ridiculous market deals." Not that. It bothers me that Daniel Jones's absurd contract is setting the market, but it is. That's how it works in the NFL. Right. The Vikings have said, thanks for the eight fourth quarter comebacks. Thanks for the offer on the discount. We're good. We're good. Well, that's interesting. It, yes. And when Thielen and Kendricks are let go, that speaks to a direction. Like, you can't just say, you you let go of of a guy who, yes, is slowing down, and yes, had a big cap hit, but you ate a ton of cap to let him go. Mm-hmm. You can't dismiss that as, oh, of course you did. Now, of course you did. No, that that took some that took some very solid, in my opinion, direction of where things are trending. And again, it brings me back to was 2022 that sort of one last kick at the proverbial can 
and it was fun, and it worked until the playoffs. And is this now Quazy and O'Connell saying, okay, that was fun, but if we're going to win a Super Bowl, and believe it or not, I think it's as much their goal as ours to see this team win a Super Bowl before we all die, then you can't just be like, yeah, you'll just stick with Kirk. I mean, there's something up here. The only thing is I don't know. I don't know how far it's going to go before uh, we get through 2023. You know, another thing to consider here, too, in these conversations, you know, the Vikings kind of reshuffled Kirk's contract. And what they did was they 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 wanted some more, at least it, what it appeared to be, is they wanted some more flexibility this year to sign free agents like Marcus Davenport, Byron Murphy Jr., et cetera, Josh Oliver. And so they took a chunk of the, he had a $20 million uh, roster bonus. And they took that and they, uh, they basically prorated the bonus out. So, Effectively, Kirk got a signing bonus. He's making thirty million dollars in cash. He got twenty million dollars in a pro in a signing bonus. There's thirty eight million dollars in prorated cap spread out over the next few years in void years for Kirk, which you can ignore that if you're not in the weeds on the cap side. There's ten million dollars in base. So stick with me here for a moment. The way the Vikings redid this contract actually makes it more beneficial for a team acquiring him, right? Yes. Because the only thing the team acquiring him would be on the hook for is the $10 million base salary for 2023. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but the Vikings would be on the hook no matter what for all the prorated bonus stuff, just like the accounting stuff that they kick the can down the road on. Because it's basically fake. It's it's IOU to the cap, right? Kirk's, Kirk's, Kirk's... money that he makes does not run parallel to the money that the Vikings owe on the books. The Vikings owe a ton of money on the books because they took from previous seasons and shoved it into like right now. And now again, next year, but a team acquiring Kirk would not be on the hook for $38 million or 35 or 12. I I think they'd only be on the hook for a $10 million base salary, which maybe makes it easy. Maybe what the Vikings did was free some cap space this year. And if, if an opportunity comes along, make it really easy for a team to absorb Kirk's $10 million base salary. Absolutely. And the, the most important thing here too, and the Vikings are trending towards this direction is to then have your next quarterback not cost you that much. Hmm. So like you're paying the Piper from a cap standpoint for Kirk, but it's not like you're replacing Kirk with Kirk contractually. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where, you know, Trey Lance has essentially, or he does, he has three years left on his rookie contract. That gives you a lot of runway to test drive him. Um, and it's, it's you know, aside from the fifth-year option spiking up a bit because it's quarterback, it's reasonable. So, like, the Vikings are, it appears, putting themselves in a really good position for when they do replace Kirk, that they're going to do it where, okay, his his uh, contractual obligations which are taken care of with him personally, have to be accounted for with the salary cap. Jefferson's going to get paid. Derisaw. But, yeah, the Vikings are – I feel like the Vikings are exploring and listening on a ton of things. I feel like some of it might be some draft subterfuge, which, by the way, these guys completely capable of. Yeah, Like, there's no way that Kwesi is not mind-bleeping as many different teams as he possibly can. Like behind that, that nice exterior of a guy is probably just a shark, right? Like he's a shark. Which is great. No, I agree. 
I'm I'm praising him for it, but mm-hmm. I'm saying like I could see some of the stuff that they're doing on purpose being a subterfuge because they know it's going to leak even if they don't leak it. That's what makes this so intriguing. Mm. Mm. Inject this speculation. Pen and Hooker man makes perfect sense. Okay, so on the hook front, would you guys rather? Again, this is a Thursdays are a safe space to recklessly speculate here yep. on I this agree. show. Love it. So if, if for those of you that partake in the reckless speculation lifestyle, just know that no idea is a dumb idea. We uh, we entertain the premise on this show, okay? So would you rather trade Kirk to San Francisco and get Trey Lance back plus a third, let's say, or a fourth or whatever the hell, but essentially swap Kirk for, for Trey Lance, three years of Trey Lance, who's barely played, but you get right. three years of Trey Lance. Or draft Hendon Hooker. And Those keep, are your two options. And, and you keep Kirk Cousins, obviously, for this season. Mm-hmm. And he sits behind Kirk, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a big Hooker fan, but I'm a bigger. I'm not a. I'm not a big Trey Lance fan. So I am more in the camp of drafting Hendon Hooker, who I'm not in love with either. But I, Trey Lance has literally played what eight quarters of football in three years. He's coming off a catastrophic knee injury. I'm out on Trey Lance. To be honest, I've, I've been telling you guys from the get-go, I'm more in on Brock Purdy, even though one guy has an elbow injury, one guy has a knee injury. I know the system is propped up for basically Judd maybe step in there and throw a couple thousand yards and some touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I would much rather be interested in the Brock Purdy side of things than the Trey Lance side of things. Trey Lance, to me, is kind of a, a non-starter. My stock market sense says Trey Lance because you trade Kirk, you get something back beyond Trey Lance. I'm telling you, I might be proven totally wrong. I have no intelligence on this whatsoever. I'm, I smell a rat on this hooker steam. I smell a rat. I smell a plant. I smell that the Vikings are doing purposeful due diligence that they never plan to see through. It makes a ton of sense. I think what they're hoping is Levis drops towards them. But I think there are certain teams, including the Vikings, trying to drive the hooker price. Hmm. Well, on the Lance thing, I, I don't yeah, I don't know what to make of the hooker stuff. I actually think the Vikings I think they probably do see some value in hookers. I don't, I don't I'm not arguing with you. I think you, you've got a sense for this stuff. But the Lance thing is so interesting, whether you love him or not, just from a what would the Vikings think of him standpoint. Quasi loves to buy low on stocks that were once valued high. Like if a play, you know, if a player is 30 years old and was valued high eight years ago, I'm not talking about that, but uh, Ross Blacklock, 20, 24 years old. He was the 40th overall pick. He was an early second round pick in 2020 by the Houston Texans and just kind of, you know, fizzled in a bad organization, coaching changes everywhere. He trades for him. Hasn't panned out yet, but, it's possible Blacklock gets a little bit more run and some more snaps this year. Jalen Rager in that same draft was, what, a top 20 pick? Like the 18th or 20th pick or whatever he was? Buying low on a stock that was once a first-round stock. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had a good, you know, whatever, four years, whatever it was, yeah. three, four years in uh, in Detroit. Yep. But for a guy that was a top 10 overall pick, he wasn't performing quite at that level. So you could argue, too, that trading a second-round pick for TJ Hawkinson is buying low on a guy that just a couple years ago was, a was what, the eighth overall pick in the first round? Yep. 
Trey Lance fits that description of a guy that was once maybe like he's the number one pick, right? He's the number one pick. Three in that draft. Three in that draft, but he was like being debated as, right? Wasn't he oh, being yeah, debated he, as number one pick? And and he's twenty two. Hooker's twenty five. Yep. So again, whether you whether you think Lance is a bust, whether you're out on Lance, if you're Declan or or not, just the way that the Vikings think, they probably look at Lance as a great opportunity to buy low on a stock that was, dude, the 49ers traded a boatload of draft capital to move up to get Trey Lance. And the Vikings might be able to do it by swapping a 35-year-old quarterback and maybe getting a third-round pick in return along with Trey Lance. So it's it's so interesting. There's just a Mm. lot, you Mm. know, are, you know what? What are the 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 odds on favorite scenarios? Probably that Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback for another seventeen games this year, and see what happens after the season. The Vikings may or may not draft a quarterback, but there's just a, a lot of smoke and steam out there, and the Vikings are kind of right. Reckless speculation. Right Love in it. the middle of it. So, all right, we got to run. There's your dose of reckless speculation here. If you missed the Doogie scoops episode we dove even further into vikings roster scoops and kirk cousins uh and over on purple daily judd's current list of the 10 best vikings players and a random viking of the week this is minnesota sports with mackie and judd